Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome to Bustin' Balls. Pat Caputo here along with the webmaster, Evan Jenkins. It's good to be with you. And uh, Tigers have been winning a few games, and uh, everybody's kind of wondering what's going on with them. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and some of the younger players that have been doing well and also what's going on in the minor leagues a little bit. And uh, that's what we'll do today. Uh, we'll get into the draft to it later uh, uh, podcast, but Evan, let's hit it right away. Uh, Tigers have suddenly won some games. Uh, there's a couple of things that I would say to you about this. Uh, a lot of it has to do with Baez and Rodriguez, the two players that they're paying. And uh, also, I think a lot of the angst about Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green, while people aren't thinking, oh, man, they got two superstars now, uh, but they're doing a little bit of a sigh of relief because both those guys are producing and uh, aiding their victories. That's been a key factor. And uh, I think there there could be some help on the way from the minor leagues at some point. Now, Pat, I mean, the obvious question I got, we might as well get it out of the way now with Eduardo Rodriguez being able to opt out of his contract at the end of the year. What should the Tigers do with him? And if they do look to trade him, when should they look to move the young the guy? Well, there, look, uh, the, the bottom line about it is uh, – the chances of him opting out if he continues to pitch like this are great. But what are the odds that he's going to continue to pitch like this through uh, July? And uh, nobody is remaking their roster now. So it's an ongoing thing. I get it. Uh, you know, it's a talk radio topic. I understand it. I've addressed it like mm -hmm. everybody else. But it's right now it's a, kind of a moot point. Uh, and the bottom line about it is uh, if the Tigers are two games out, all right, uh, come July 1st, which is still a big if, um, what do you do? Do you keep him or do you insult your fans by trading him? Well, if you trade him, you better get a lot in return. And how much are you going to get in return for a guy who can opt out on his contract and he's going to get more? Probably less than what you think. You don't get the compensatory pick like you used to or there's nothing involved like that. So uh, he's basically a rental player uh, at that point, unless some team wants to give him a zillion dollars right there, and uh, that's highly unlikely. So uh, from my standpoint, uh, it's uh, – and the other thing, too, is everybody gets excited. Trade him for a boatload. Well, you'd be surprised how the boatload isn't actually there when, you know, you might think. You can't create a market. but Right. Yeah, well, Pat, side, see, I would no. guess just on the return, I would guess it would be similar to like a Justin Verlander type deal. No, you wouldn't get as much for not as much. Okay, no. Justin Verlander, they actually got a lot, right? They did. I mean, uh, that wasn't like they got fleeced in the trade, but the big piece that they got in the trade, the 19 year old kid who pitched in double A and was going to be a you know, top of the rotation guy, it looked like he got hurt right away. So now it looks like the worst deal in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they did and the other two players that they had, they actually played in the major leagues, but, you know, they're not stars or anything. But, uh, yeah, so the deal looks bad because of that. They're not going to get a 19-year-old double-A pitcher, all right, who is on the fast track to the major leagues with big-time stuff. 
for Eduardo uh, Rodriguez. And if they were, uh, then it would be wise to make the trade. Good. I'm glad I asked that question then because I've been wondering that and who better to ask than you, right? Right. And this is Eduardo Rodriguez. It's not Justin Verlander. So, you know, (laughs) they are, it's not even K-Rod. It's not even (laughs) A-Rod. Yeah. uh, You know, he's pretty good though. I mean, he, he's got great feel for pitching. He's on a roll. Will he Uh, keep it up in your opinion, Pat? Well, I think you'll have a really good year. Uh, When somebody's that age uh, and they're really good like that, uh, he's had some good seasons before. They're going to have a real good year or two, and, and this might be his best year. It's one of those things. And that's why I, uh, I didn't uh, uh, get, uh, you know, like uh, apoplectic about them signing Boyd and saying, whoa, because I knew Boyd is right at a point where he might have a real good year. Sure. And it's the same with Michael Lorenzen. In, in some ways, those guys will have trade value too. Because they're on one-year deals, and there is no opt-out on what they're doing, and they're just pure rental players. So uh, all three of them, actually, and whoever the hottest is at that time, they by, by July, Evan, it might be Boyd. It might be Lorenzen because Lorenzen's got nasty stuff, and he's just never pitched quite up to his potential. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very fluid, but it's a great topic to talk about. Well, Let's talk about the future. I mean, we we see what what's on the field here in Detroit, but what about Toledo? Because Pat, you know the one well, name I'm going to bring yeah. up is that Justin Henry Malloy. Everybody's right. talking about him. Well, he's got an OPS of uh, you know, gosh, uh, let me see. I wrote it down here. Yeah, four four nine on base percentage. Pretty That's good. OPB. I meant uh, he's playing third base. Uh, they don't have a third baseman. He's 23 years old. They traded a piece for him. Uh, he's done nothing in the minor leagues but get on base. Uh, throughout his entire minor league career, uh, 800 at-bats, uh, he has an OPB on-base percentage uh, at the uh, uh, highest level, AAA, uh, 411. So this, And he doesn't strike out much, and he puts the ball in play, and he's got a little pop in his bat. The question about him is defense. So it's not a matter of time uh, if they're going to bring him up. It's when, you know, when, the, you know, the, I don't know, is the clock going to have any factor in this? It really shouldn't, but uh, that that's one of them. Right now they're happy. Maton runs into a ball once in a while and they're winning games. Uh, but if they start to lose a few games and, uh, you know, Justin Henry Malloy continues doing what he's done for a couple of years now uh, at a high level, he's only 23 years old, but he was a pretty good college player. Uh, an amateur player before that uh, at a couple big time programs, uh, they'll bring him up and uh, he, he's the guy. Yeah. Who else would be a candidate to be brought up during the year, Pat? Uh, from Triple uh, A right now, uh, the, the guys that would be candidates to be called up would be older guys. Okay. Right. Uh, Whistler, a uh, reliever who's been around and bounced around for a while, uh, he's been outstanding. Uh, you saw Diaz last year. Uh, those guys, uh, their whips blow one. Uh, Toledo's done a reasonably good job, partly because those guys have been very good out of the bullpen. But they're older processors. Uh, Diaz is, I think, 28. Whistler's, uh, you know, uh, 31, something like that. Those would be the guys that would come up to help him now. Uh, somebody who's, uh, you know, all of a sudden very much on the radar, an underrated prospect right now, I think in the minds of most Tiger fans, 
uh, because Green and Torkelson passed him, you know, and got to the major leagues, and he was hurt all the time, was Dylan Dingler. I don't think people realize that Dylan Dingler in uh, just uh, 764 plate appearances in the minor leagues, uh, he's hit 32 home runs and has 122 RBI. Uh, he uh, is been on fire. His uh, OPS over 1,400. Hey, Pat, can you put that in perspective? How many at-bats does an average MLB player get during a year? Is It so It would be about six to 700 okay. if they're playing all the time. Okay. Maybe a little little more. Uh, played appearances. So he's played basically a full year. Yeah, right. That's uh, what I was trying to get at. Okay. So that, that, those, he's got power. And he right now he's hit a bunch of home runs in a short period of time. He, they put him at Lakeland when he came back, and now, now he's up at Erie doing the same thing. Swing looks really good. He's a tremendous athlete. He's a catcher. And he was their second pick in the 2020 draft, uh, the Spencer Torkelson year. And he's basically been forgotten. But all of a sudden, man, he's come on like gangbusters. And uh, we'll have to see if they move him up. They will if he continues to do this. He's 20, you know, he's going to be 25 in September. So some of these guys are a little bit older, but uh, that's somebody you might see in the major leagues if he continues uh, this. He looks like he has had the uh, enlightening moment here. Parker Meadows has struggled a little bit. He hasn't been real bad, but he hasn't been real good. And uh, that would be the other one that's down there that you, you might want to look at and see uh, Toledo. As far as double-A is concerned, I mentioned Dingler. Uh, Cole Keith has done well for a 21-year-old. He's going to be 22. So he's a little older for a high school kid coming through that, but uh, he's done all right. He was a COVID draft pick, too, so he had a little bit of a a developmental growth. Yeah, he's 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 gotten himself in shape. He's hit a couple clutch home runs. Uh, He's rough defensively, and uh, he's learning how to play the game. Uh, and uh, but I, I don't see him coming up at any point. But playing in Double A ball at this stage of his career, he's done more than hold his own, and he's definitely, uh, 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 in my opinion, a, a very very good prospect uh, for the Tigers. So yeah, I like what I've seen from Colt Keith. Uh, he needs he doesn't strike he strikes out too much, doesn't walk enough. All right, and it, it, he's got to start making consistent contact. And he does, when he runs into a ball, he hits the heck out of it. But he doesn't hit that many home runs. He's got 16 professional home runs, which is good for his age and how many games. Again, it's like almost a full season. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, there's still some things uh, to look at. Uh, Also, uh, you look at uh, Matt's – a player to watch uh, to me is, you know, very much on my board uh, for somebody to watch moving up. They took a fourth-round pick in 2021 named Tyler Mapson. Uh, fourth round out of a uh, Bryan College. I'm sure not not named after Kobe. Six uh, four uh, guy throws. You know he hits 97. You know got good fastball. Throws on a downward plane. He's got 84 strikeouts and 54 innings in two years. Uh, Ten and one record. Uh, nobody talks about him. He's got a chance. I'm, I'm telling you, he has a chance. And uh, they'll pop him up, uh, you know, to Erie at some point. He'll be on everybody's radar. So uh, just remember that uh, Ty Madden, you know, they're taking him along slowly, five innings at a time. Uh, He's done okay. Uh, There's some concern about Wilmer Flores. He had two awful starts, so his ERA is way up. And uh, he hasn't been missing that many bats. So there's some concern about him and six starts. Uh, but, uh, you know, I watched him pitch a couple times. He looks like, you know, at some point he's going to pull it together. You can't overreact to that unless there's an injury 
or something along those lines uh, that you got to look at and say, well, what do you think? Uh, Isaac Pacheco, uh, Isaac Pacheco, we talk a lot about. Uh, he strikes out a lot. You know, he's very talented, but uh, very raw defensively. Uh, uh, he's, you know, been pushed up a little bit, uh, higher level. Uh, I like him a lot. He's young, 20 years old, but he's not anywhere near anything. And there's been pretty good progress. Slowly but surely, Roberto Campos is doing well. You know, but again, he's a guy who never walks, strikes out a ton. But he has put a, together a decent season at 20 years old at a relatively high level of play. Most of the players in, in a high A ball, 23, 24, uh, even 25, and he's 20 years old. Uh, but he's hit with a little bit of power. He's done some things there. But, you know, a million miles away from, you know, the big leagues. But steadily but surely, uh, he's making some progress. Now, what about – there's another kid um... – is it Kristen Santana? He's another yeah. very young kid. Um, I, th- I believe he was – was he a, one of the overseas players? I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was an international signer. There it is. Yeah, there you go. You got that term there. Couldn't uh, find it, but you got what again, I was saying. you know, How somebody that, uh, you know, slowly but surely. Nothing too bad, but nothing like where he's – like with Dylan Dingler, all of a sudden the light's gone off. Late last year, Parker Meadows, the lights started to go off. Um, there's been some signs with Colt Keith. Hey, you know, maybe the light will go off and then, you know, the weaknesses will overtake it. Um, but as Santana, the light hasn't gone off yet here, but he's, he's you know, there, there's nothing to suggest uh, that he may not be. Uh, the classic example is uh, Wilkin uh, Ramirez. He's done a pretty good job and is now back on, you know, the radar as a prospect. and. They got a lot of third basemen in the pipeline. So at some point, you're going to see uh, the situation. Underrated factor, who's going to play shortstop if something happens where Baez leaves? Sure. Uh, I don't see uh, some shortstop there that they can pop in there. Gage Workman, to me, isn't an answer for that, uh, although there is some potential there. Uh, Spencer Torkelson's old college teammate, less thing, or Kreidler, I, I don't see a shortstop. So. You know, people belabor Javi Baez, and I understand exactly why. Uh, but in some ways, he's a very important player to the Tigers uh, in the future because they got third basemen, they got a couple outfielders, they've got some pitch, promising pitchers, but no shortstop. And uh, it, it goes back to why didn't they take Marcello Meyer? Why didn't they take uh, Lawler in that draft? Meyer's just gone off here lately. And gone crazy, and he's heading up to Boston very quickly. And Lawler's been pretty good too. I haven't checked what he's done the last couple of weeks, but he's very talented. And the Jackson Job pick, which I, you know, look, man, you can take a pitcher third overall. I understood, man. They've, he's got a high end, but he's hurt again. It's one of those situations, and, and that's a spine injury too, which is kind of unsettling. Yeah, it's it, it's very unsettling when you look up what that injury is. Yeah, it's weird. You know, so uh, that's kind of the the way it goes. But they've been winning some games, and I think the good news for everybody, you know, is that the money that they spent, you know, is finally paying off for them a little bit. They spent money for Rodriguez. They spent money for Baez. Uh, those two guys have led them out of the doldrums more than anything else. And uh, it's given some room for Torkelson and Green to grow a little bit, and they've done that. You know, uh, Natan and Verlene have done uh, a couple things to help them win. And uh, 
Justin Henry Malloy maybe uh, is going to be somebody who's going to help the Tigers for a number of years. Uh, and he fits what they wanted. He's been what he was advertised, uh, strike zone uh, control, you know, you know, understands the strike zone and, you know, the Whiffer King things that uh, uh, the Tigers have been known for here in recent years. Even in their best years, they were kind of like that, but they overcame it with, you know, just extraordinary power and some of those things. Uh, they're they're better at that right now. So uh, there is some promise with what's going on. It's looking a lot better than it looked at when they were the team was two and nine, and the minor league team started out like, "Oh my gosh, look at this!" And it was like, "Hey, they're still a mess." Uh, they seem to have made some progress forward here uh, as an organization early in the year. That doesn't mean they're ready for the World Series, but uh, no, but they should definitely count their blessings because. Competing in the AL Central, you're going to give these chance to these young kids to actually see what it's like to compete for a division because, they, you know, it, it's not the best division in baseball, to say the least. So it, it's good that they're able to compete as young players and not just see loss after loss after loss with no light at the end of the tunnel. But I think this year, like you said, torque is starting to hit a little bit, green's hitting. And to see those young guys and to see some pitching come through, Joey Wentz is pitching all right. He's a young guy. You still have Scooble and Mize and Manning guys that are hurting. You got some, you know, potential trade pieces if things go sideways at the deadline, some uh, ways for uh, creativity. It'll be a fun uh, year, right? I mean, at yeah. the very least, we'll have well, you know, It's been watch. fun so far. You yeah. know, it really has been after the first uh, 11 games. And give Hinge credit, you know, he had to deal with the situation with Javi Baez, and he dealt with it perfectly. And it seems like after that, they kind of turned it around. Well, they did turn it around. I mean, they've been considerably above 500 since and played fundamental baseball, not zombie ball. Oh, like except for Torkelson the other night. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. But he's done some things that have kind of advanced the game forward. He's got some, you know, he's got some RBI. And he's made. Oh, some and you know what? Things. And get that out of the way now, that mistake, because a player like him should never make that again. I don't think he will, but it's no. good to learn from your mistakes, too. That was out of character, actually. So, yeah, um, you know, those whole things. So they've done well. Uh, things are going better. We'll see you the next time we talk. Uh, don't forget to like us. Don't forget to subscribe to us on the uh, Apple uh, uh, Store, iTunes Store, yep. Google Play Store. Download us, odyssey.com, Pat Caputo98 on Twitter, uh, King of the KC on Twitter, or of course, the Facebook pages. And I'll tell you this, uh, these are also inserted into the columns that I write. Uh, you know, I'll be writing quite a bit, uh, you know, this summer about the Tigers and everybody else. And we'll be talking about Red Wings and Pistons drafts coming up. It's kind of the draft season. Till next time. See you. It's our time, Pat. It's our time, Pat. It's our time. Our time. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 